0: Hello again, Chris Lee of Southeastern 14. We are doing week two power rankings for SEC baseball. To be technical, post week two, we have seen two weekends of play. The third week of play is coming up. And a reminder before we get into these, our content brought to you by BetOnline, which continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up to the minute odds, stats and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with live in-game betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today. Become part of the team. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline. The game starts here. All right, Alfred Esmond and I compiled these power rankings. We averaged them between the two of us. Broke ties with the highest vote. Alfred couldn't be here because of technical difficulties today. So it's just me. We will start at the bottom with the Missouri Tigers. Kerrick Jackson has got a tough task with his first team, but Missouri's had some success. We're seeing this team pitch a little bit. We are seeing Trevor Austin, returnee, one of the, the veteran bats in that lineup, having a good year. Danny Corona, the wake transfer, struggled a little bit. I think he'll get it together. Missouri went win loss loss win this weekend out in California playing three different opponents. Did not have a midweek last week. Missouri checks in at number fourteen. Number thirteen, Ole Miss, which boy the, the Rebels have had a roller coaster ride already this season. Uh, Ole Miss, I believe, what was it? Won its first two games last week, dropped two to Hawaii, lost a midweek game to Arkansas State, and then lost Friday's opener to high point before the bats came alive. Ole Miss, I think, scored, what was it, 15 runs in the first two innings of one of those games. Uh, but the pitching, though, has is, is really failed Ole Miss so far. Ole Miss has given up more base runners per inning than anybody in the league, and I think that's a little bit of trouble. Josh Malitz is back, pitching better. That's going to help, but the Rebels have got to find some pitching, as does Mississippi State after last year. But you know what? state started to find a little bit of that so far. We knew the lineup would be pretty good. Um, I think it can play better than it has. But I think the thing for State is is the pitching. Uh, so far, this team walking fewer guys, keeping the ball in the park better than it was this time a year ago. You've got a talented lineup with Monty Larry, Hunter Hines, all those guys. I think State's got a chance to rebound this year. We'll see how that goes. I know the results haven't been what – people in Starkville have wanted so far this year but but I see some signs and maybe some better things we'll wait and see what happens once they get into the league number 11 Kentucky this took, so far looks like a little bit like Kentucky's team last year where they're not going to overpower you on the mound they're not going to walk a lot of guys they are going to keep the ball in the park keep the ball on the ground and then just beat you with running and extra bases and those kind of things so far, I'm just not sure this team is as good as the one that we saw last year. Now it's early, uh, so that could change. Nick Mingeone's a just a great coach. Uh, this weekend, they lost to Washington State, beat Texas State, beat Kansas. So this is a team that that I think is lacking some pop, and I'm not sure the pitching is as effective as it was a year ago. But stylistically, a really tough team to match up with. Uh, and, and frankly, as we're doing these tiers, i had Missouri clearly the 14. I thought the Mississippis were in some order. And I grouped Kentucky and this next team together, which is Georgia. And Georgia's really interesting. Brought in pitching coach Wes Johnson from LSU to be the head coach. He hit the portal really hard. Charlie Condon is just leading a lineup that can rake. 22 home runs, I think five, six, seven guys with multiple home runs so far. This is a lineup that is scary. Uh, the the pitching staff looks like it's better, but here's a scary number. They've given up 11 home runs so far. So it feels like a year we're going to see a lot of 14 to 12 type games on Sundays in Athens. I've been to Foley field before beautiful ballpark, but sometimes it tends to get out there a little bit. The ball does. I don't know if that's (laughs) a combination of, of the pitching and the hitting and the environment of what it is so far, but, uh, Georgia kind of an interesting team to watch. Uh, so far, looks like a better team than it was last year. Uh, but the schedule also so far, uh, UNC Asheville, Northern Kentucky, Georgia state. Not sure what that's going to tell us about what's ahead, but, but it's interesting in Athens and that's all we can ask at this point. All right. We got a tie at eight between Auburn, which had a really good weekend, uh, beat Brody Brecht on Friday, which not a lot of teams are going to do. You're getting hitting from a lot of places. Um, yeah, this team is solid. I've said all along, if if it can just pitch, Butch Thompson's going to string it together with with some middle relief guys that have been there forever. I feel like the hitting started to come around. This is the seeds of a lineup that can be pretty good. And Auburn's resume so far, I mean, I don't know that anybody's got much of a resume in SEC baseball to speak of so far, but at least Auburn has played some tougher teams, which can't be said of, of the league so far. Um, UAB, a, a tougher midweek game than some teams play. I don't know what they are this year. But beating Iowa, beating Wichita State, and then losing a close game to a ranked Virginia team, uh, a good start. And, oh, by the way, Bobby Pierce has had a really good offensive start for this team. Uh, that's good because you knew that they had to have production from him. Hit pretty well a year ago, but if he can take it to a different level, uh, this Auburn team is always a little better than you think. And it looks like that's going to be the case again this year based on what we've seen so far. Alabama. Rob Walton really hit it hard in the portal, especially pitching-wise. And, boy, this team has delivered in terms of the numbers it has put up. Here's a couple things for Alabama. Alabama, if you include hit batsmen and whip, which I don't know why we don't do, uh, Alabama number two in the league behind Texas a and at 1.00 even. It is keeping the ball in the park a decent amount of the time. In fact, it leads the league. Uh, other than Texas a which has not given up a home run. I think Alabama's given up one. So Alabama pitching, doing the job, not the toughest schedule so far. Uh, let, let's acknowledge that. But I, I like this team on paper coming in just because of the depth of the arms that Walton has assembled down there. But two things of interest. Um, transfer hitters for this team. T.J. McCants, who had just a, a, a brutal last year, at Ole Miss with the death of his mother. Always a a kid that I thought had a lot of talent. Really, really stinging the ball down there for Alabama so far. We've seen a little bit of power from their transfer guys. Uh, Gage Miller, the Juco kid, has also got five home runs along with McCants. This is a team that's looked really good so far. Need to see what it looks like against better teams. That's why I can't move them up so far, Uh, but, but keep an eye on Alabama. We've got a tie at six. South Carolina's lost one game all year. That's the middle game uh, to Belmont in the series last weekend. I think this lineup has been – I don't know if slept on is the right word because people that follow SEC baseball know the game Cox can hit. But I'll put it this way. This team last year when it was healthy, I thought was about as good as any team in the SEC and in the country. Unfortunately, health did not hold up. Carolina hit a rough patch at the end of the season. I think maybe that colored – the way people looked at this team coming into this season, um, you know, because I, I think you could have made an argument for South Carolina being a spot or two higher in the preseason polls within the league than it was. But it was, and I think people remember last year and, and also the fact that there are some really elite teams in this league. But uh, so far, pretty good start. Carolina's got one loss. That was the Belmont game. I'm going to be very interested to see how this team pitches going forward with Eli Jones and those guys, Matt Becker. Uh, They've got a a Swiss Army knife and Chris Veach, who's a pretty good guy to have around. Uh, Don't sleep on this team. I I think they could do some stuff. We've got the Gamecocks tied with Vanderbilt, which has had a weird year so far. Uh, Really not a superstar on this roster that that I can, can see so far. I think Vanderbilt's going to pitch better than it's pitched so far. I think the defense has let them down. I don't think this is the the classic Vanderbilt defensive team that we've seen. I think it'll get better. Uh, I think there's plenty of pitching depth. You've got some guys right now that are logging some innings for them th- that have gotten creamed, uh, that I think they're either going to get it together or they're not going to pitch. Uh, Will Vandy hit? They've been a, a decent surprise. The surprise is probably strong, but they've hit a little bit so far. Uh, But Vandy 5-3, and the bullpen has now blown three big leads. I think blown a two six-run leads and a seven-run lead. Lost two of those games, won one of them. I think that will straighten out, but I'm just not sure this is the star power type Vanderbilt team that we have seen in the past. Now, here's a team that I was not as high on as everybody else in preseason because of the pitching, and that's Texas A&M. But so far, A&M's pitching has been the the best of anybody's in the league. Let me give you some stats to prove that uh, as soon as I can put my finger on them here. And here we go. All right. Number one in the league in runners allowed per inning, A&M, .98. Number one in the league in, in the pitching staff keeping the ball in the park. A&M has not allowed a home run yet. Number two in the league behind Arkansas and strikeout rate, 36.2%. That's phenomenal. And the Aggies have allowed the lowest number of free passes just behind Tennessee of any staff in this league. We figured this team was going to hit with Braden Montgomery and Jace Lavalette. That has happened. What has also happened is Ryan Prager, after missing all last year, has, I think, had 19 strikeouts and one walk. You get a couple guys like him stepping up. You've got Evan Ashenbeck sitting there, who I think is was, was maybe the, the best relief pitcher in the league last year. Close to it. Not a, not a true closer type, but a guy that can come in the way Arkansas kind of used Kevin Copps a couple of years ago. Uh, not to that degree, because nobody does that. But a guy that I think is just a versatile guy that can give you several innings and, and limit the base runners. I think you've got the seeds of a team that might be a national title contender. We're going to see. Uh, the The schedule so far has been one of the weakest in the league. I mean, Wagner's not very good. McNeese State can be good. Um, that, that's a team that can make a regional as a three or four on occasion. I don't know what they've got this year. But uh, don't sleep on the Aggies because we figured they'd hit. I just wasn't sure if they would pitch. So far they have. We'll see how this turns out. Number four, Tennessee, which routed Albany this weekend. Uh, Tennessee number one in the league in terms of that base runner stat. I told you about earlier that this team is a team that plays in a bandbox, but is able to keep the ball in the park. Uh, one of the better home run rates in the league so far. Uh, free pass rate, 9.4%. That's best in the league. They've got some dudes with Burke and, and – uh, Billy Amick, those guys like that. Tennessee usually has got some power bats and will hit. I think we're starting to see signs of that. I think they put up, what, 22 on Albany and the seven-inning run rule game. Uh, But the pitching, I, I thought people were sleeping on Tennessee's pitching staff coming into the season. I thought it was a little better than giving credit for being, and so far they've proven me right. Okay, LSU at number two, and to be honest, this may be more based on preseason expectation. LSU's Hitting has is, is not been what I thought it would be so far. Uh, the, the walks are coming. I think they're issuing almost a 16% free pass rate, which is one of the worst in the league. That's it's not what I thought we'd see with LSU with all that pitching talent. Thatcher Hurd hasn't been the guy that I think people expected yet. Uh, there's not a Dylan Cruz in this lineup. I mean, that's a pretty high bar. <laughs> Where does that happen? But I think I thought that pitching and lineup balance would be a big thing that would carry LSU this year, and it probably still will be. Uh, Jay Johnson is one of the best coaches in the country. I'm not saying count out LSU. What I am telling you is if you just take the last years off the resume, LSU probably isn't tied for second, but but you can't ignore that either. You can't ignore the, the job Jay Johnson has done. You can't ignore the talent. I, I don't overreact too early to results. When I think a team is really good, that's kind of where I am with LSU. I think, I think really right now there's a top five starting with AM um, and working down in the direction that I've gone and I'm about to go. And to, to me, right now, those teams are probably on a level ab- above the, the teams below them. All right. Next up in that same boat, the, the team that came within a game of winning the national title, uh, of course, before getting beat by LSU last year Florida. Um, Gators haven't lost since that weird opening weekend where they lost the Friday game to St. John's after trailing the whole time. I uh, finally did get in a full weekend of baseball this weekend. Um, look, this team's got a lot of good young arms. We know about Jack Caglione. We know about Colby Shelton, uh, Tyler Shelnut's going to have a pretty good year for them. I think, I think this is a team that I don't put too much stock into what we've seen early. Um, the pitching uh, Florida striking out guys like it always does giving up a few more runners. You want to see the control get a little bit better, uh, but hard, hard to really make an an early judgment on Florida. I'm mostly going to ride with the fact I thought this would be one of the best two or three teams in the league so far. Um, You know, games against North Florida, St. John's Columbia. uh, I, I don't know what we can tell there. All right. We get to the number one spot and, and you can, Pick some flaws with this one. I get it. This team is not hitting right now. I get it. But my goodness, the the pitching this weekend was so loud. What Hagen Smith has done, this team has got so many arms. You know, Dave Van Horn thought he had pitchers coming into this weekend. Man, I mean, is is that playing out or what? And I I think this lineup is going to hit better than what we – in fact, I know it is you you got too many guys there. You've got Jared sprague has been their best hitter so far. Uh, Diggs is a solid guy, on-base percentage over five hundred. I think that the rest of the lineup, Wilmsmeyer, Holt, Hudson White, those guys, they're, they're going to hit better than they have. And I think there's a little bit of depth there if they don't. But, but you look at what these guys have done on the mound. Tigert, Cody Frank, Mason Molina from Texas Tech. Will McIntyre's that, that long-inning change-of-pace guy. They got all these power arms, and here comes McIntyre in. Just a different look. Smith is is maybe the best pitcher in the country. They got Gage Wood. I just think there's so many guys on this team that you can count on. I, I'm a guy that when it comes to kind of breaking a tie, you got an offensive juggernaut on one hand, you got a defensive and pitching juggernaut on another hand. And, and Arkansas's defense – has faltered a little bit. Nine errors so far, but the Dave Van Horn's guys always play better than that. I'm going to give them some benefit of the doubt. But you look at this pitching. 102 strikeouts, 23 walks. And again, the, the, these guys have played some teams, a level of competition. You got some teams in this league that hadn't played anybody yet. They went and took on Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Michigan this weekend. Went win-loss-win. Had Michigan no hit for, what, six, seven innings? Uh, James Madison. Yeah, that was opening weekend. I know it wasn't exactly what Arkansas wanted, but it won three out of four. I thought this team had a chance to be the best team in the league coming into the year. The The, the pitching is everything we thought it would be. I think the hitting is going to come around. Um, yeah, when, it, when in doubt I go with pitching and defense, I think Arkansas right now looks to me like the best pitching staff in the league. We'll see. Look, these these rankings are early. We are trying to balance what we thought of teams coming into the year with with one team that's played somebody and and got exposed, with another team that is run ruling teams in the seventh seventh inning, and then trying to make judgments out of that. How do you make accurate judgments out of that? You don't. You just guess. (laughs) It's an informed guess. That's what we've done here, and we hope you enjoyed it. All right, I'm Chris Lee for Southeastern 14 presented by bet online thanks for watching our power rankings much more content particularly on the basketball side coming soon